Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. And tonight I pray God's Word changes your life. And if you don't yet know Jesus, I pray tonight that you'll come to know Him. And uh, when you do, wow. Your life changes and you are different from the inside out and God begins to fill your life with purpose and give you insight that you are important firstly to him but also important in his plan. Let me just declare over your life and let me let, 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 me let you know in case you didn't know, God is a supernatural God. Yeah. I'm not here because I decided when I wasn't a Christian, hey, what a nice thing to do for a phase, have a Christian experience. No, no, no. God's supernatural power changed my life. And you need to know tonight, everybody, that God's supernatural power is here in the building. God's here, where the two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. But God supernaturally wants to change your life. Can I read you from Acts chapter 14 tonight? Powerful story of the miracle working power of God that absolutely did a miracle for somebody who had no hope, no hope of change, no hope of healing. Yet God had his man, his woman on the scene to bring about a miracle that changed this man's life. And I'm going to read it to you tonight. Hello. And as I read it, this is not your situation uh, tonight, I don't think, in this building. But if it is, can I encourage you, whatever your area, whatever your challenge, whatever your problem, God can intervene. And God can take something that right now is majorly a problem to you and turn it around. And I believe work it for good in Jesus' name. Acts 14 verse 8 says, In Lystra a man was sitting whose feet were incapacitated. He had been disabled, unable to walk from his mother's womb. And the Bible says he, in fact, he'd never walked. This man was listening to Paul. And as you know, Paul wrote much of the New Testament, one of the greatest Christian leaders. And the Bible says Paul looked at him intently and saw that he had faith to be made well. And he said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the man leaped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voice, saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have become like men and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas, Zeus, and Paul, Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. And moreover, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just out the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard about it, they tore their robes. And they rushed out into the crowd, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, preaching the gospel to you to turn from these useless things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. Well, how powerful. This man's sitting there. He's never walked ever in his life. And the Bible says that he's sitting there and Paul looked at him intently. And Paul, when he looked at him, saw his faith. Everybody, when you put your faith and trust in God's Word, you open your life up to, for incredible miracles to begin to happen. And Paul, as he looked around the crowd, this incredible Christian leader, by the way, who used to be a murderer of Christians, until God changed his life, he sees this man's faith 
And then with a loud voice says to the man, stand up on your feet. And the Bible says, the guy didn't kind of just get up loosely. The Bible says, and the man leaped up onto his feet. I don't know about you, but I can tell you about me, I have seen miracles. I've been a Christian 41 years, and uh, for those who know me, they know that I like it up front and straight. (laughs) I want real. I don't want the fake. Years ago, I was in South Africa. It's probably now, probably 15, 20 years ago. I got invited to be at a conference, and I got invited to sit with the pastors in a section of the stage, and they had an incredible uh, uh, conference happening. It was just very powerful what God was doing there. And you could feel literally the presence of God. And I was like, this is uh, so powerful. I don't know if I'd uh, quite experienced something like that before in my Christian walk. And uh, they were having people prayed for who were really unwell. And there was people started just uh, like, like was sh- in, going into shock because they were being healed, just like the Bible says. Anyway, uh, I turned around in time to see a woman on a stretcher coming in with her 10-year-old son. And the woman was being brought up and the, the meeting was getting to the end of the night. And I was actually thinking I might sneak out because it's getting late and go back to my hotel. And then when I saw this lady on the stretcher, they brought her and I was near the aisle on this kind of at the end of it. And they brought her down the side and I heard her saying to them, don't, don't move me at all. I've been like this for over a year. Don't move me. Don't bump me. I can hear her talking. She's not on the stage. No one can hear what she's saying, but I'm right on the end. I can hear her saying, you cannot bump me around. I have not been mobile for a year. Her 10-year-old son's got all tears coming down his face, and then she's instructing them, go slow, go slow. She's all panicky that they're going to drop her, but she's come believing for a miracle. And I'll never forget I was just hearing her quietly trying to, and she was nervous that they were going to do something. And then the, the guest speaker said, the lady over there on that bed, bring her here. And so I was like just excited to see like, oh my gosh, I, I've just been listening to the lady. She's for real. This woman has not moved off here for a year. And she's panicky that they're going to drop her, taking her for prayer. Anyway, they brought up on the stage and the little boy went up. He's got his tears coming out of his eyes. And then and the Speaker said to the little boy, how long has mommy been like this? He said, a long time. And then, uh, and then the mother on the stretcher goes, over a year. And I'd already heard her say that over in the, in the darkness of the side. Anyway, well, the pastor said, everybody, this lady can't go home tonight. And this little boy go home with his mother not healed. So he said, we are all going to believe her to be healed. Well, they put her down on the ground, and she was de- I could hear her again going, don't move me. Just lay me quietly down, like, you know, uh, without bumping me. Anyway, um, when they got down to pray for her, I remember him and the, and the boy, you know, I was just like, Lord, everybody pray. There's thousands of people there. Well, this lady who I'd been listening to, they said, uh, these pastors got the stretcher, and they stood the stretcher up. And they said to her, they just prayed. And then this guy goes, walk forward. And the lady walked forward like this. And she was in complete and utter shock that she was like walking forward. The shock on her. And the little boy was just like, ah. And she was just, she just walked out in front of me in South Africa, in Johannesburg. I had never seen a miracle to that degree but it was exactly as the Bible tells us happened with this guy. And uh, that day, my faith rose to a level, I think, 
like never before. And I saw the woman bend down and her little boy and her just hugged on the stage. And they continued on with the meeting, praying for people, while she stood and cuddled her little boy. But they, uh, I could see her going into a little bit of like she couldn't believe that it, you know, like it was like a shock after being lying down for a year. And then you're up. Um, I think they had to get some people over with her and they started just kind of helping to emotionally deal with the fact you can now stand and walk. Everybody, the stories you see in the Bible still happen on the earth today. They still happen on the earth today. Pastor Zhenya, who's working with all the Ukrainian pastors, all the Christians are telling so many stories in the Ukraine right now of how they were being shot at and, uh, and everybody else around them was getting a bit wounded and all the Christians, they'd been in the prayer meeting that morning, nothing happened to them. They just said, there's so many stories. And not that God doesn't love the people who weren't, but they're saying those who are praying, they just can't put it down to anything else that there's been such a protection happening for them in the Ukraine. You know, everybody... Paul says to the crowd who were trying to worship him, isn't it amazing how people always want to give glory for what God does to people? It's, humans are so funny. We always want to give the glory to a person. And Paul says, hang on, don't come and worship me. Don't come to me. I, we're, I'm just flesh and blood like you. This is God. This is God. Everybody, don't ever look to a person. Uh, look to God. It's the God is the miracle worker. He just uses people, but God is the miracle worker. And then he says, then he says to the people, listen, turn from all this useless stuff, useless things. You know, as a reminder for all of us tonight, how much time and attention do you give to things that really don't matter? How much time and attention are you giving to stuff right now that really isn't important? It's just a waste of time. Paul's saying, come on, everybody. Do what's important. You are designed for something. God created you for something. But God is wanting us to realize there are important things for us to do. And um, I love it with this man who couldn't walk because Paul, was, Paul challenges him and did challenge him to do something he's never done before. <laughs> like, get up, stand up. Get up, and then the guy leaps up. He's never even walked. <laughs> and Paul's like, come on, stand up. Can I encourage you? I feel from that that God's saying to you and to me, I'm going to do a miracle in your life where you're going to be able to do things that you could never do before. When God comes into your life, and you, you are looking to Him, put your faith and trust in Him. Listen, God's calling us to do things that you could never have done. Not naturally. But when God's there, God says, I'm going to cause you to do things that are incredible. But get your eyes off the stuff. What did Paul just say in that scripture? The useless things. You know, some people say, oh, look, I'm fine. I got stuff. I'm good. I'm, I don't need God. I don't need things. I don't need that. I got stuff. I got stuff. Listen, having quietness doesn't mean you have peace. You may have stuff. Having a bed doesn't mean you can sleep. <laughs> Due to anxiety and stress and tension, or the mattress. <laughs> and people know what I'm talking about there. Who, I've slept in many strange places for the sake of the gospel. Some of the mattresses have needed healing in the memories for me. But anyway, dear Lord. Having a bed doesn't mean you can sleep. You'll be full of anxiety, full of stress. Having food doesn't mean you can eat it. 
People were getting, oh, I got all the food. Who was it? the richest man in the world and all the cattle in America? And he couldn't eat one piece of steak due to anxiety in his life. You can have all the food. Doesn't mean you can eat it. You can have all the money. Doesn't mean you can spend it. I know people who are rich, but they're so fearful, they can't even spend money because they're so caught up in the greed and the fear. And they're like, oh, no, I can't buy that. Can't spend that. Can't buy that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Got the money, but it's no use to them because fear has got them. You can have all the opportunities. Oh, I got stuff. I got opportunities, but you don't use it because of things in your life. God wants to release you from that. He wants you to get up from that place of fear and anxiety and start to walk in the purpose that He's got for you. Some people go, yeah, I got family, got kids. Well, you might never see them. They mightn't like you. <laughs> you might have parents. They don't like, I don't, you can have stuff, but it not actually be in your life or any use to you. We need to realize that God wants to bring into our life that which is important. That was, which is so important. And I love it because this guy who'd never walked from birth, his situation was his normal. His, his inability to walk was his normal. Listen, his dysfunction was his normal. Some of us here tonight, your brokenness is your normal. Your dysfunction is your normal. And the only way you can get out of dysfunction and brokenness really when it's become your normal or is your normal is through the power of God. And God tape breaks you out of it. I'm sitting down here. That was actually Steve Kelly ringing me tonight. When I met him, who's now leading a church of thousands in America and preachers everywhere. And oh my gosh, incredible. He was a 17-year-old drunk who I took to church and his parents, when I grew up as a kid with him, they just lived in poverty, absolute poverty and alcoholism. And Steve... Gave God his life, and now I don't know what part of the world he's in from day to day as God's using him. But he had to give his broken and his dysfunction to God, which was his normal, so he could move into the supernatural new normal. God is challenging us all to go beyond our current experience and put our trust in him. By the way, the more you look at others for your relationship, the more you just become religious. Don't look to others and their Christian experience. We just copy their, we'll copy an idea of God. It's like, oh, that looks like God. I'll copy that. No, you need to have your own experience with God. You need to have your own meeting with Jesus. You need to have your own meeting with God that changes your life and changes your heart and heals your soul and heals your body and does miracles. You need to have your own meeting. (laughs) And by the way, here's my thought for tonight. You can't do it one toe at a time. So many people want to, oh, well, I'll do Christianity in my own little time, one little toe at a time, one little thing at a time, one little step at a time. Imagine the cripple man. Um, are you ready for this? Oh, no, I just got a little toe at first. I go, Listen, the guy hasn't walked his whole life. He wants to get up. He wants to go. He's like sick of it. Too many people you meet, hey, do you want the Lord? Oh, yeah, one day, one little toe, maybe two toes. Maybe a bit of, listen, (laughs) you can't get God through sticking one toe in at a time. You can't get God through putting two little toes in. You can only get God when, like this man, you get a leap of faith and you leap up and leap into God. (laughs) 
God's saying to somebody here tonight, you need to leap now. You need to leap. You need to get out of your fear and leap. (laughs) By the way, when you leap, your friends won't get it. When you leap into God, your family probably won't get it. When you leap into God, people don't get it, but who cares? Because it's not about people, it's about God. One of the good things that worked for me is when I was younger was I didn't care what people think. I was like, I was always like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just faking it. (laughs) That was how I was. They're faking it. You're faking it. So I wasn't being ruled by people. So when I came and heard the stories of Jesus, and then when I was seeing what God was doing at the end of my teen years, I was like, I don't care what people think. Let's go. God, if you're real, catch me. Catch me. It took me a little while, but then I said, catch me, and I leapt. Everybody, you need to leap. Stop putting your toe in. Stop putting your little bit in the water. I'm going to do it safely. No. We leap into sin, don't we? How much more? Hang on. Let me backtrack. I can feel that. You leapt into sin. How much more should you leap into God? Come on. He wants to bring you alive. He wants to bring you alive, but you've got to leap in with faith. Lord, I'm believing that you're going to do something as I jump in Jesus' name. Every person is called to take a leap of faith to know God. Every person is called to take a leap of faith to walk with God. Every person. But it's in the leap and then God catching you and then you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to probably die, but I didn't. I lived, and here I am, and here you are, and God, you're with me, and you're showing me. And then you walk on, and I tell you what, life is exciting. Listen, I thought too at the end of my teen years when I gave my life to Christ, if I don't leap now, I'm going to become my parents. My dad's an alcoholic. We lived in poverty. We lived in brokenness. Oh, my gosh. It was, we, lived, we were surrounded by mess, mess, people who had mess everywhere in their life. So I was like, if I don't leap now, I'm going to become my parents. Everybody, can I encourage you right now? There's a message for somebody there. If you don't leap now, you'll just repeat what your family's done. The Bible says the sins of the, uh, the family, the parents, goes on for four generations. That's why you'll see alcoholism in a family, alcoholism, alcoholism, alcoholism. That's why you'll see everybody sleeping around, boom, boom, immorality, immorality, immorality. It's a spiritual thing. That's why you'll see depression, depression, depression. The enemy works generationally. He loves to keep families bound up in the same old deal. It's not natural, everybody. We all think it's natural and it's all this. Listen, ultimately, it's a spiritual deal. And when you leap into God, God's going to break off that hold that comes to you even through repeated generations in your own family. Time to leap. Come on, time to leap. You know, H2O, H2 has got to add the O to become water. Small leap. <laughs> There's a leap for the water to become ice. It's the change from motion to rest. Everybody, can I encourage you? <laughs> Some of us have just been resting and we need to get into motion. We need to get into motion. You need to get into motion because God is alive, God is real, and God wants to do something powerful in your life. And he moves quickly when you respond. Quick response, God moves quickly. Quick response, God moves quickly. Quick response from you, God moves quickly. And you start to see God's quick work happening in you and around you. I was like amazed. But I had to leap. 
I had to leap. Down the back tonight, you have to leap. Come on, you have to leap. <laughs> you have to leap. <laughs> I'm going over the side here. You have to leap. You have to leap. Everybody, when you leap, that means when you give your life to Christ, that you go, right then, I'm now going to leap also into your house and into your church. I would never have got what God's been doing in my life over all these years. If I had said, hey, I'm leaping to God's kingdom and then see you later, I got to get tobaccos in the club. No, I had to get a new life. I didn't, I, some people don't get it. God's trying to get you a new life. He's trying to get you a new future. He's trying to get you a new hope. He's trying to get you a new family. He's trying to get you a new friendships. He's trying to get you into His purpose and plan. But you gotta leap into His arms, then into His house. Leap into His arms and then into His house. Tonight, if this is not your church and, you're, and you come to rededicate your life, listen, find your church and get there and leap into God's house. A lot of people are like, yeah, I want Jesus leaping on Friday night. And then they're like, oh, that, that was great. Nice, I'll enjoy that. No, you're not going to get the supernatural. You're not going to get the power and the breakthrough life. you got to leap into Jesus, then leap into His house. And then God begins to break off the junk in the past and yesterday. And I loved it. Um, you know, I, I got, when I got saved, I definitely had depression happening <laughs> I went through a real depressive moment, which was really just my abuse from my childhood. And then I read this the other day, and it said, when you rearrange the letters of depression, you get, I pressed on. <laughs> I love that. Rearrange the letters of depression, you get, I pressed on. Everybody, I started in depression, but for 41 years, pressing on. Pressing on, pressing on, pressing on. You can have, so many people have anxiety and stuff on the inside. Listen, God wants to release you of that. Doesn't mean I don't have moments of that. Doesn't mean I don't have like, a, you know, uh, periods of that, you know, that just try and get into my life and I have to work through a season where I can feel the enemy trying to bring something up. But I love that because today I pressed on into a new day and a new life. <laughs> Come on, everybody. God wants to be good to you. God wants to be good to you. God was good to me long before I was ever good to Him. <laughs> so God's going to be good to you early. Come on, God's going to be good to you early. We, didn't de we don't deserve God being good to us, but here's the great thing about God. He chooses to be good to you when you don't even deserve it. And God started putting goodness on my life and goodness around me. It took me a while to see it because my eyes were darkened by sin and disappointment and everything else. But I began to, hang on a minute, goodness is coming. That person's brought goodness to my life. That's happening, that's happening, that's happening. Everybody, it's time to leap. It's time to leap. Paul said to the man, I love it. He's, he began to, he actually, with a loud voice, he got a shout in him and he said, listen, stand up on your feet. He said, stand up on your feet, get up. Get up. I love that. He had this command. He, had, he saw the faith and he said, get up. Tonight, I have that faith in me for you. That tonight, God is saying to you at Global Heart Church on Friday night, Perth, Western Australia, April 1st, get up. Get up. Come on, get up. <laughs> Come on, get up. 
Come on, you need to get up on the inside. And in actual fact, then leap forward into God's arms. If you take the leap tonight, Jesus Christ is going to do something powerful in and through your life. But you've got to leap. You've got to leap. I've jumped off buildings. I've paraglided in New Zealand off Queenstown. I've skied the black runs. Of it. I've done some naturally good things. I skied from the top of Whistler on my 40th birthday. Canada. Black run, double diamond. Come on, people. But all of that was so fun. But it's nothing like the adventure of leaping into God's arms. It's nothing like that. That's the place of fulfillment, the place of, oh my gosh, it's the place of the anointing, it's the place of healing, it's the place of power. God tonight wants to empower your life. Everybody, Global Heart Church, Friday night, it's time for you to leap. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.